Hi everyone, welcome to Six Months in a Day, co-hosted by me, Mira Manik, and my best friend, Nishita Shah, a podcast where we have real, unscripted conversations punctuated by the banter of two best friends. For today's episode, we're going to delve into normalization. So what exactly does it mean when you say, let's normalize this, or can we normalize this? Well, I think the first thing to do is to look at the definition of the word. To normalize something means to bring or return something to its normal state. So really, what this is implying is society has trends and rotates them, and at some point, every idea or trend that occurs is being brought back and reaccepted. It's actually kind of a funny idea. And although we associate it with good trends like minimalism or flare jeans, there's a lot more to it. Throughout this podcast, we're going to be taking a look at different facets of normalization through social media, which has become such a prevalent part of our lives through word of mouth, through politics, and circumstance. But what we really want you to get out of this isn't answers, it's questions. With normalization comes pressure, the pressure to change, the pressure to conform. Change and conformity are two pretty opposite ideas, but believe it or not, they can both be interpreted as good or bad things. So we hope you'll stop listening to what society tells you and start asking yourself questions. Is this something I want to do for myself? Or is this something society's telling me to do? Yeah, you know, I definitely agree. You know, there's this idea of normalization, which I feel is very apparent in our teenage demographic. And it shows up as trends. I mean, that's what I've been seeing. Actually, I wanted to dive into this idea of minimalist lifestyle. Uh, Basically, there's this recent trend of being a minimalist where you only own a handful of items to really increase the usage of those items and to reduce waste. Um, So this rising trend actually started with Marie Kondo and evolved and became really, really popular. You know, like obviously there's many facets of this lifestyle, but the main goal is to focus on what you want to put your energy in and to get rid of other stuff. Yeah, I actually, that kind of relates to to what we were discussing earlier, right? Like, minimalism is a good thing, and it does reflect this idea of doing what you feel is right, but to a limited extent. And we're going to talk a lot about limits and and boundaries as we move forward, but you can see a lot of other people who follow this lifestyle as well. Yeah, um, there are a couple of YouTubers like Matt Devala and Renea Everyday who do who does this, and I there's this like idea of reducing fast fashion that's like really prevalent, especially now, and being more environmentally safe and just reducing one's waste as much as possible. And I think that idea is really, really important, especially now. But there's also like this idea where you know, your mindset comes into play, right? So like, there's this site that I was looking at, and it's called Becoming Minimalist. And it brings up this idea of like the evolution of the word, and how there's this trend to be really, really extreme in what we do, and our choices. And you know, I think that's when normalization becomes more toxic. Because it's coming to a point where you're changing your own lifestyle to match someone else's And you might not like truly understand it or you're doing it because it's a trend. Everyone else is doing it. Yeah. And and I think that's a lot of this is about extremes and about doing things in moderation, because obviously trends are great and we all love to follow trends. But 
I think it should just stay there as a trend and not as a lifestyle, you know? I mean, I agree and I disagree. I think it's all right if it starts off in a, as a trend and it's all right if you make it into a lifestyle. But I feel that one of the most important parts of adopting, you know, a lifestyle is to make sure that you're finding a version that aligns with your goals, your purposes, and your own values. And I think that's when it becomes like, hey, are you sure or normalizing is a good idea when you're just finding a trend? I think you really need to think about it. It's not going to help you if you're just, if you look at it and be like, hey, there's a trend. Okay, it's mine now without like saying and evaluating is this trend um, yeah. actually for me, you know? Do you feel? Yeah, I agree with you on that point. And and although it's easy for us to see something and, and want to adopt it, like you said, there's a lot more that goes on behind it. And I don't think it's really that image that you're chasing after, but it's more of that feeling that you're doing something that society views as useful or society views as new and interesting. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. And I feel like like we were saying, it's a great lifestyle, but it only helps you if you believe in it. And I feel like this kind of leads into, there's like this recent trend of uh, veganism, right? Like in the past 10 years, even if you look at it, there's been such an influx of promoting veganism and vegetarianism and like having more options and like more restaurants are opening. And like, as a vegetarian myself, you know, it's very beneficial for me, like seeing this trend and like it being normalized, like, because like I said, I have way more options now than I did three, five, 10 years ago. But at the same time, there's this thought that comes in my head because, you know, there's a lot of influencers, especially in like the LA area that are moving to veganism, which is, you know, an amazing, amazing uh, choice for them if that's what they want to do. But it, you kind of think about it and you're, you have this doubt, like, are they doing it because they feel like it's a move for them or is it because it's an LA trend you know yeah no I totally feel you on that and like going back to what you were saying about having more options um you're definitely right because of course we're both vegetarians that's just a religious thing but like I started drinking almond milk and only because it's you know the same price as milk now and I like it better So the fact that we're moving towards that is great. And it's great that we have options, but it's also like, is it something I really want to do? Like, like you were saying, right? Influencers, just because it's a trend doesn't mean it should change your entire lifestyle. And now we're coming back to that point, right? That same point where are you really thinking for yourself? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know I've had a couple of friends who saw, you know, their favorite influencer, eating like some type of food now and then switching to like oh look they're going vegan or they're going vegetarian I'm gonna do that too because they're doing it and and then you see like my friends they're not able to maintain this lifestyle because they kind of jumped into it without really evaluating like is it a good idea to just immediately go into straight up veganism or should they have maybe tried to build down to it or are they were they sure that this was like the way they want to go if that you know like what I'm trying to say right like it it really matters Mm -hmm. it's good that they want to change if that is what they're looking for but it's not necessarily good if they're doing it because someone else is doing I think a lot of it has to come from the heart like you need to really know yeah 
No, 100%. And change should always come from yourself. Obviously, we're going to address this later on, but it's it's just like having a role model is one thing and then adopting their lifestyle is something completely different, especially because, I mean, be, like we were talking about minimalism, right? And minimal, minimalism is a lifestyle, but veganism is something that literally changes your body. So like something that's affecting your body that much is it should not be something like that someone else is making a decision for you right like that's just yeah it should be on a whim you need to put a lot of thought into it exactly it's 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 i just yeah it's really important like it doesn't have to be a groundbreaking thought to become vegan like that's not what i'm or you are trying to say like that's not the point it's you can still do it just because you like the idea or there's health benefits or it's fun but the the main part is that you see all these vegan or vegetarian um influencers and celebrities like you know ariana grande liam hemsworth and you just got to remember like you're not them you're you what works for you it's a great trend if you want to hop onto it why are you hopping onto it just like thinking about it yeah i think i i kind of want to switch gears now and move on to something like pretty major that happened this year which was the Black Lives Matter movement. So this year was a huge, huge year for the Black Lives Matter movement. And it's super important. You know, there were a lot of concerns, though, as to how some people were handling it um, in the sense that it became a trend to post black squares on social medias and to buy from black owned businesses and to go to protests, which don't get me wrong, was all very, very encouraging. And it was a huge breakthrough for the community. But, like, when I was talking to my friends, there was this idea that, like, it still kind of sucked when there were people doing it because others were. Like, not because they recognized that it was an injustice and, like, you know, there's this, like, clear imbalance of power or just, like, being unfair. But it just became a trend. And even now, if you think about it, not as many people talk about it as much as they used to compared to, like, five, six months ago when this was, like, really prevalent. Yeah. No, I was just going to say that. Like, looking back on it, right, in hindsight, you're like, why isn't it still that big? Like, it's not as if anything major has changed, right? We just went through an election, which obviously, like, in my opinion, was a huge step for our country. Not the best thing that could have happened, but still a step. Um, But this, it's just kind of gone away. Like, I see much less, even though social media shouldn't be a measure of it, I see much less stuff on social media. People have just gone back to that, like, attitude of, oh, no one else is doing it, so why should I be someone that's still talking about this, right? Which I think is so, it's still so important to talk about it and to find ways to support the movement. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's when normalization becomes a problem. When you don't know if, like, the support you're getting is genuine or not. Because when you don't know if it's genuine, you can't count on everyone to continue fighting for you and helping you out. And that's when it's, like, that's when it's a problem. It's, it sucks because, like, I see some people and they're just like, oh, wow, like, we thought, we thought they were doing it because they meant it or because it came from the heart. But no, they're doing it because someone else is doing it. Yeah, I I agree, and and we saw this happen with Pride. Too, yeah, we right? did. Yeah, um, I can quickly touch on the 
LGBTQIA community because it's it there was a lot of same like stipulations where once a year there's a lot of light being shed on accepting them and like the community and fighting the injustice but then you see a lot of companies be like hey it's it's pride month let's just throw in a quick ad and it's not genuine it doesn't it's just not genuine yeah and i hate that it's used as a marketing scheme and and that's something that's changed so much in the last few years, especially um, that it's ridiculous to, to just look back and, and watch certain ads. And you're, it's so clear that it's nothing to do with actually supporting the pride movement or supporting the community. They're really just trying to gain as many customers as possible, which is, I mean, I, yeah, I really it doesn't feel good. It, it, just, it just doesn't. Um especially when you have like some social media platforms who change their like icon colors for a month and then revert it back. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't stand like, doesn't feel right to me. Actually. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's okay. Um, I was just like, like, I know some people will hear this and think, well, pride month is a celebration, right? And it, it makes sense to me to celebrate that month, but, it doesn't mean that the rest of the year you're still not celebrating people and you're you're not celebrating love, right? Like to me, that just doesn't make yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. I actually um a friend of mine who's in this community, I was asking her about it because she's she's really good about helping me understand what I need to understand um, when I ask questions, and she was telling me about you know the ups and downs of this whole thing, and and she was telling me you know it's really nice when people put a rainbow flag and not change prices to be higher during pride month instead of like capitalizing it. And they even told me like, I know we were talking about a lot of negative stuff here, you know, a lot of bad um, company support, but she was also showing me like the upsides of it, you know, like what good company support looks like. She brought up um, a YouTube channel. It's called Dodo. It's a animal rescue YouTube channel who at like one year, they changed their channel art to be like, pride month banners and everything and once july 1st hit they kept it up and not only did they keep it up for july but they kept it up for like the year which she said it it might have been like a little thing but it made her feel so good because again comes back to this idea the support is from within and it's genuine and it's not dependent on a trend or a day yeah i i really like that actually like i'm definitely gonna go check out that youtube channel but um I think it's really important for us as consumers and as people to recognize that, not just corporations, right? This is something that's affecting the community. And this is something that affects politics and our lifestyle. So I think it's important that we all recognize it and we all understand that it goes beyond just the month yeah. of June. And I think um, it's really important for us to bring this thing up again, all of the trends that we just talked about they're all positive trends there's just some issues that come in the positive trends that we just need to address and a lot of it comes from normalization and there's um you know for all you listeners out there there's a website uh, it's called impact plus and it goes more into depth about like how normalizing for instance the um the lgbtqia trend of just changing the colors of a logo for just a few weeks and kind of leaving it at that and how it makes other people 
other others um people who want to support think that that's enough when in reality right now it's not and that goes for everything you know it's it's not enough to just do something for a few weeks it's that's not how change occurs change is a long-term process and we need to keep working on it and making sure it's what we want and yeah I that point you just made was really important because I talked in the beginning about change and conformity and and I feel like we go through this cycle of of really fast-paced change and then society just says let's take a step back let's think about this and then it just goes back it conforms to what it was before and that makes me a little bit mad but it's also good that we're talking about this it needs to be talked about people need to realize that this is happening and people need to support things beyond the the few weeks that society decides to you know make yeah, a 100% out of it. totally agree it's, it's it's important to realize that not everything that we're talking about is black and white, but there are also issues and that we, we really need to focus on it. Yeah, whoa, that just got really deep. But you know, I'm enjoying this. Hey, enjoying this, I'm Mira. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> seriously, dude? You know I had to put a dad joke in there. But really, this did get deep. But it's really important to talk about it. I think we should also talk about a potential solution as to how to work on this societal normalization. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it starts with not waiting for someone who has influence to tell us something, but evaluating it for ourselves. When you get down to it, here's the deal. I love trends. I try to be trendy, and I think it's actually pretty fun to follow trends in fashion and lifestyle to what suits me. But what I hate is trends shaping themselves around certain people. And you know what I mean. Influencers shouldn't, ironically, have the influence they do on trends. And I'm not saying that influencers are a bad thing. Like, I do follow a ton of influencers, and I enjoy watching their videos, and I enjoy seeing their content. But let's look at why I'm saying this. In this age of marketing, companies are making a huge shift from things like TV ads, billboards, and website pop-ups, These mass marketing strategies don't work in today's world, where people are becoming better and better at seeing only what they want to see. Yeah. Yeah, I I see what you're saying. I, I do agree. Like, influencers, it's not bad. Like, their job isn't bad. I think they just need to, like, focus on what, what they're marketing and maybe also, like, where it should be coming from again. Like, I, I definitely agree. Like these kind of strategies shouldn't work in today's day and like they're changing it and everything. I totally agree because for me, here's the thing, right? I follow this person for their content and I follow it for their lifestyle. What I don't follow them for is for like ad promotions and stuff that makes me feel like I need to have those things to follow a certain lifestyle, you know? Like, we were talking about lifestyle changes earlier, and I've seen so many people, like, ironically saying, you need to get this, like, it's helped me become more minimalistic, which is kind of the opposite of the idea of minimalism itself. But I guess that's just how the world works. And although, like, we're dumb teenagers and we're idealistic and everything, I feel (laughs) like it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, yeah, I, I see what you're, I see where you're coming from. 
I I do have like those moments where I see influencers or you know people that I like to follow. I mean, I'm more of like a YouTube kind of girl, so like I like to watch YouTube videos and like follow them. And it's like, okay, I see that you're promoting this product, but is it really necessary for me to have in my teenage lifestyle? And like, luckily, I stay. I like to follow influencers who aren't like really pushing things onto you. Like they're very focused on like, do you need it, and why do you need it, and if it's necessary for you. And I think. More influencers need to do that, and you know, I'm just gonna bring up like a a pretty recent um social media platform TikTok, mm-hmm. which kind of has become toxic uh, recently. I don't know if that's like a little too controversial, but it it has because there's a lot of drama going on, and a lot of uh, along with all that drama, there's also a lot of like pushing lifestyles on people. Or like pushing product advertisement, and I think like it needs to be done in a more aware way. Yeah, I like I hundred percent agree with that, especially on TikTok. Like I've had TikTok before; it was like this huge thing, and I like I love it because it's just people have the weirdest sense of humor, and you know I have the weirdest sense of humor. <laughs> but like, I think it's at at a certain point like especially with the demographic of kids like there's a lot of young kids on tiktok and i feel like influencers shouldn't be pushing their ideas of of a certain lifestyle onto a population that can't really make their own decisions yet you know yeah actually actually um i don't know if this happens to you or if it's just my timeline i don't have tiktok i have instagram where you know a lot of tiktoks are reposted and everything mm-hmm. but for me there's a lot of like like um you know you slide one and it's it's always a weight losing um ad and it's kind of ironic and really not funny at times because they're you know their their first slide will be like a TikTok about body positivity and you're perfect the way you are like it's okay if you have a few rolls and then you turn and slide and you're like wow like why are you posting this or it might not even be like body content like related but it'll be just something so like touching to the heart or maybe not something that you should minimize with this idea of like, Oh, Hey, like who cares about that? Like here's a, you need to become skinnier and have like, like the ideal body shape. And I think that's, it's really toxic. And luckily a lot of the comments that I like see on these posts are like, Hey, like this isn't okay. You can't just promote body positivity and then immediately throw in an ad where it's like, hey, you want to get skinnier? Like, you need to be skinnier. Like, I don't know what you're doing. I think that that's, like, really toxic, that whole pushing that lifestyle, especially especially when you're showing two and then making one seem more sought after. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. I mean, the body positivity movement is obviously something that's so uplifting for so many people. But there's so much toxic stuff that comes along with that. And I just hate that because it's partially because of social media, you know. And in the last three years, the term social media influencer has been searched 1,500% more than any years past. Which just goes to show how fast this trend is growing and how fast it's changing as well. Wow, yeah. That's a, that's a large number. I know. 
And in, in recent years, companies have moved from popular celebrities as influencers to smaller micro-influencers that have a more niche audience and have a higher engagement with them. And I actually find this part of marketing less, um, I feel like less toxic because I know there are certain influencers that are smaller and and they're not trying to cause any harm or like not trying to make huge amounts of money off something. It's actually something they've used and like they're just promoting it because it's an opportunity for them, you know? Like one of my favorite YouTubers, um, Mena Florence, she's amazing and she promotes these really awesome sustainable products. And she always like, I feel like she's so good about letting her audience know that something is an ad and letting her audience know that something is an opportunity for her. And I respect that so much. Like, I feel like more, more, if more YouTubers did that or like more influencers did that, we would have so much more transparency. Yeah, it's, it's a lot less invasive almost, I would say. Yeah. Since it, it makes, yeah, I like it when they're very clear about whether they were sponsored and then they tried it versus they've been trying it and finally someone from you know that company has reached out uh to sponsor them i really like um youtubers who make that distinction because you're like oh like she's not saying it because she was paid to say i mean like or like yes he or she said it because they're paid but also they can attest to that and i think that just makes something so much more reliable and makes me want to maybe evaluate it in my own lifestyle more versus them saying like oh by the way here's some i don't know uh what's an example a bang energy drink here it's yours have it and it's like okay but but why yeah totally i think the point that i'm really making is just because your favorite influencer is using a product you feel compelled to use that product as well to achieve that certain lifestyle that you see on their instagram page but the truth is, not many people actually live the lifestyle you see on social media. And the belief that certain products give you that lifestyle is becoming a widespread notion that's not entirely true, which kind of leads me to my next topic, misinformation. I'm not going to go too deep into this because I think it's a complete separate topic on its own. But especially with COVID affecting our world, we need to make sure the information we view is accurate and not coming from marketing schemes or Instagram stories. Although these are sources of information, you need to do your own research. You need to find out if information is valuable and if it's true. Yeah, like credibility almost. Like, are you giving the right, is the right person a credible source to get it? Like, is is this celebrity person to give you information as to whether this is like a thing or not? Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, especially for trends, the credibility needs to be there. Yeah. And you might be asking the question, how does any of this relate to normalization? Many of us embrace a trend or an idea because of other people, whether it's from influencers or friends, and this come back, comes back to the definition of normalization, the process of bringing or returning something to its normal state. So when you use the phrase, can we normalize this, it should really be, can I normalize this? Because at the end of the day, your lifestyle should be dictated by your own needs. And your understanding of your own preferences is what makes it important, not what society is telling you to adopt. The easy part is understanding how you need to accept and make your own choices. But the hard part is figuring out how. Yeah, and I think also you, you need to also, like, 
trends aren't necessarily bad. It's okay if you adopt a trend that is occurring. I think it's okay to normalize trends. It's not okay to talk, like normalize it in a toxic way that is like toxic yeah. to you or the community or someone else. Or, or even if it's not toxic, it should, it should work for you. Yeah. And I think this, this brings me to this idea of reflecting on your own personal lifestyle, right? That's one of the first things you should do if you're considering, like, adopting a different lifestyle or making a change. And my favorite thing to do is to write down what my current lifestyle consists of and then compare it with my ideal lifestyle. I just make, like, this gigantic list um, because I love this. <laughs> And I mean, you it's, know, it's, it's true. 100% and true. This, <laughs> and this includes my food habits, my purchasing habits, sustainability, aesthetic, etc. And I try to evaluate what I think I want to change personally and what I feel pressured to change. And there's such a huge difference. And I see that especially with my diet, right? Like, there's a lot of times when I feel really good about how I'm eating or or how I'm, like, exercising and whatnot. But there's a lot of times when other people are telling me, like, oh, like you need to lose weight. Maybe you should try eating this. Maybe you should try drinking this at night. And I'm like, well, if I'm doing something that's good for my body and that I feel good doing, I don't need to change that because of what other people are telling me, right? Versus if I'm having a bad eating day or, like, a bad eating week, I and mean, it happens, like, all of us eat junk food. But um, I feel like, if that change comes from me, it makes it so much more personal and so much more effective. And so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I think what you're saying is really important. And I do, like, I kind of do it, but I think I should do it more in the scale Mm -hmm. that you're saying. Maybe not making lists because that's not, you know, me (laughs) compared to you. But I, I do think it's important that you know obviously we're like preaching this idea but bringing it into my own lifestyle like hey normalize this the right way let's go but you know what I mean like I want to normalize this for myself and I know why like I know how and why like I want to do it by just talking and like um like thinking about it and maybe like talking to a friend of mine about what's going on and like why am I doing it? Well, I just want to be a better me in the end. Like, that's my motivation. Yeah. And that's that's what I'm saying here. Like, the most important thing in this situation is to realize it's your life. It's no one else's life. It's your life. So fix what you want to. Change what you want to. But don't change it because someone else tells you to. Like, being normal shouldn't be defined by what people tell you it is. It should should be defined by caring for yourself making your own decisions and for you to feel normal you should treat yourself normally yep right yeah um I just have like a quick anecdote that I feel like relates to what you said earlier during June the Black Lives Matter movement was like it was sweeping the nation and in turn it was becoming normalized to society and I'm someone who's pretty passionate about it And I felt this urge to fight for it, you know? It was as if whatever I had done in the past wasn't enough. Spreading the word on social media wasn't enough. I had to actually do something. And I remember having a conversation with one of my friends, who is Black, about it. And something she said really struck me. She said to me, 
what you're feeling right now, it's not a new feeling to me. I've been feeling it every day of my life when I feel like someone treats me differently or expects me to act differently because of the color of my skin. And I absolutely hate the fact that it's becoming normalized for people to speak out against this. People that feel like they're exempt from doing something about it because they've posted a black square on Instagram. That conversation changed my perspective on everything. I did end up going to a protest, which was a breathtaking experience. But in the end, I realized I had to normalize it for myself, personally, even after society moved on from this trend. Because some things have to be a change in in your lifestyle, not a trend that flips through news cycles. Since then, I've been making a conscious effort to buy from more local Black-owned stores, listen to music by Black artists, and even spent more time in Detroit volunteering at food pantries and schools. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, definitely, like, going back to that idea that you're just saying, it's it's not enough to do the bare minimum, and there's this misconception, there's this normalization that, like, doing the bare minimum was enough for a very, very long time. I mean, obviously, it's still apparent in 2020. We talked about it with the black squares, but I'm, I'm just so happy to see that you you yourself have kind of like realized like doing the bare minimum which was being normalized is not right for you it's not right in society that you feel and that you're you've been doing things about it i just it's it's amazing you know like we just need a lot of this to happen for change and normalization of what needs to be normalized and yeah i think we unpacked like a lot today on like today's episode yeah Yeah. I mean including the effects of normalizing trends even if they're positive trends and like making sure you know what's toxic and what's not and we also focused on you know lifestyles like minimalists and veganism and diets in general to more social issues like the Black Lives Matters movement and the LGBTQIA plus movement and what normalization and again I'm, I'm just saying this again reiterating it because it's so so important so vital to living the kind of life that you want but just really knowing what is normalization and what does toxic normalization look like and what you want to choose what we really want you to carry forward is society usually ends up starting a behavior change but we need to move towards evaluating ourselves so let's stop normalizing trends and start normalizing, evaluating our behavior. Thank you guys so much for listening. On our next episode, we'll be getting into the holiday spirit and discussing one of my favorite things, gift giving. And that's a wrap, boys. (laughs) Can we please keep keep that?